that we have been doing with our kids in service with us is we've been kind of uh, trying to make good on our time. So some of you will notice that the services may be a little bit shorter, but again, just trying to make good on our time. And so let's get into the Word today. We started a series a couple weeks ago called Third Person. Third person. And, you know, people will ask, well, what, what are you talking about? What is third person? This whole series is geared to the Holy Spirit. Like, what is the Holy Spirit's role in our lives? Who is the Holy Spirit? And so a couple weeks ago, we just kind of laid a foundation talking about the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? What does He do in our hearts and in our lives? And then last week, we kind of continued with that. And we said, hey, one of the things the Holy Spirit does, along with many others, is He increases our intimacy with God. I mean, if you remember that one. So we talked about that last week. Today, I want to talk about, and I've already kind of mentioned it to you before, I want to talk about how the Holy Spirit gives spiritual gifts to the followers of Christ. Spiritual gifts to each and every one of us. So if you have your Bibles today, turn to Romans, Romans, Romans chapter 1. And if you don't have it, maybe you got a mobile device, you want to click there, that's great. It's actually on the screen. Let me just say this to you. This is a great time for all of you to coming in. If you do not have the Bridge app, this is a great time to maybe download that app. We're going to be talking about a lot of scriptures today. I'm going to be giving you a lot of notes today. And if you've got the Bridge app, you can actually open that app up on your phone. Go to Notes, click Smithfield, and all of my notes are right there in that app. So, great time to do that. So, Romans chapter 1, verse 11 and 12, this is actually one of the first scriptures in all of the Bible where spiritual gifts are mentioned, and it's the Apostle Paul talking, he's talking to the Romans. Here's what he said, he says, I long to see you that I may impart to you some what? Some spiritual gift. Spiritual gift. Why? To make you strong. That is that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. So again, the Apostle Paul, he's talking about spiritual gifts. Now let me just say this, when it comes to spiritual gifts, spiritual gifts are not something odd, they're not something freaky, it's not something to be afraid of, because the Apostle Paul would go on in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 1, and here's what he said, he says, follow the way of love, and what? Eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts. So Paul says, hey, this is something you need to have a desire for. The third person, the Holy Spirit, brings that to our lives. And we see this very evident in the book of Acts. When the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit came with power and enabled the believers to do supernatural works. We see this in the life of a guy by the name of Peter. Come on, have you remember Peter in the Bible? Peter was a guy that just seemingly could not get anything right. I mean, this guy was crazy. He was cutting off people's ears. He was snatching his clothes off. He denied Jesus three times. And yet, the Holy Spirit gave him the gift of evangelism. 
so that he could share the message of Christ boldly. We see this in Acts chapter 2, verse 41. Those who accepted his message. Again, this is Peter. This is after Pentecost. They accepted his message. They were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. So again, the gift of evangelism. And so here's what you need to understand. If you have accepted Christ into your heart, if you are a believer, the third person, the Holy Spirit, dwells inside of you, and he equips you with spiritual gifts. Why? To minister to believers and make a difference in the world. So with that being said, what I want to do is I want to kind of give you a working definition of spiritual gift. What does that mean? Going to be a little teachy on you guys today. I hope you're okay with that. But what is the definition of a spiritual gift? What is spiritual gift? Well, here's kind of a definition of that. Simply this. It is a supernatural ability given to all Christians to do God's work on the earth. That's what a spiritual gift is. It's a supernatural ability given to all Christians to do God's work on the earth. So this is something that is given by God to God's people to make a difference first in the church and then it overflows into the world. And so with that, I want to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, starting at verse 1. And I want to kind of build a little foundation for you. And I'm going to give you a lot of stuff today. So tune in, lean in, because what I want to talk about today is some deep stuff. But I've got a few minutes to get it to you, and I want to try the best I can to do that. So 1 Corinthians chapter 1, or excuse me, chapter 12, starting at verse 1, the Apostle Paul is saying this. He says, now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be what? Uninformed. I don't want you to be uninformed about the gifts of the Spirit. One translation even goes on to say, I don't want you to be ignorant about this subject. This subject of the gift of the Spirit. The subject we're going to talk about. And yet, when you fast forward to 2020 and the day that we're living in right now, you understand that statistically... 80 to 90% of Christians know nothing about spiritual gifts. Let me say that again. Statistically, 80 to 90% of Christians don't know anything about their spiritual gift. And again, the Apostle Paul starts out and he's saying, Hey guys, I don't want you to be uninformed. I want you to understand about spiritual gifts. And yet, in the times we're living in right now, 9 in 10 Christians don't know anything about their gifts. Their gifts, most of them are hidden and unused. Let me kind of give you an example of what I mean by that. Several years ago, I was over at my dad's house. We were kicked back, chillaxing, having a good time. And before I left, he hands me a box. Nice case and everything. I look at this case. I'm like, man, what is this? Got Ruger written on the top. Come on. How many of you know what was in that box in Jesus' name? Ruger written on the top. Come to my house. I'll show you. But anyway, he gave me that case. And I said, what is this? He said, I just want to bless you. You never know. You might need it one day. Opened it up. Nine millimeter pistol. Gave me the bullets. Gave me everything I needed. I said, Pop, man, I don't deserve that. Thank you so much. Love you. Appreciate you. I carried that case home, put that case in a safe place, put the bullets up, and for years, I didn't touch it. I didn't touch it. It was there, but it was hidden, and it was unused. 
And tragically, so many Christians today, the Father has given us a gift. The Father has given us something to help people around us, to help people in the world, to serve people. And yet, most of our gifts are hidden and not used. We don't know what they are. We don't know where they are. And we don't know how they're supposed to function in the world. And so Paul comes in and says, hey, as it relates to spiritual gifts, I don't want you to be uninformed. Verse 4, here's what he said. He picks it up. He says, there's different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. So you see right there, this third person, the Holy Spirit, gives different kinds of gifts to believers. Verse 5, there are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone is the same God at work. And then here's the scripture I really love, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7. It says, a spiritual gift is given to each of us. Why? So we can help each other. So why are we given spiritual gifts? To help each other. Again, first the people around you. First the church. And overflowing into the world. That's why God brings different people into your life. There's a gift inside of you that can help that person. And it's interesting because when you look at the word gift, it is the, really is the Greek word charisma. It's charisma. It is a free gift from God. Because of God's grace, He's given us this gift. Romans 12, 6 says God gives us different gifts. Charisma. There's these gifts. And so all Christians receive a spiritual gift. And all spiritual gifts are useful. But here's what you need to understand. All of Hades is there to block the gifts that the Spirit of God put in you. Because He doesn't want you to make a difference in the lives of anybody. In the lives of your family. In the lives of your co-workers. Your classmates. He doesn't want you to make a difference to anybody in the world. So He wants you to keep your gifts hidden and and unused. But here's what you need to understand that that third person came and set up residence in you the moment you accepted Christ and there's something in you that he says, "Hey, I've given you this to make a difference to people around you and a difference in the world." So what are spiritual gifts? What are the different spiritual gifts that Scripture lists? Well, before we do that, I want to give you four things that spiritual gifts are not. Before you understand what really spiritual gifts are, I want to give you four things that spiritual gifts are not. So if you're taking notes, write this down. Number one, spiritual gifts are not natural talents. They're not natural talents. Natural talents are different than spiritual gifts. When you are born, there are some things that you're just naturally good at. For some of you, you're naturally good at singing. Come on, somebody. Some of you, like me, you've got no business singing in Jesus' name. Amen? Stay in your lane, brother. But for some of you, you're gifted in that area. For some of you, you're gifted in business. You're gifted in construction. You're gifted in the, in the use of your hands. Some of you are gifted with numbers. You, you just, you got that. You're like an accountant. You're gifted and these are natural talents. But when you're spiritually born, you're given spiritual gifts. Now hear me today. Your spiritual gifts can complement your natural gifts. But there's a difference between natural talents and spiritual gifts. That's the first thing. Here's the second thing. Spiritual gifts are not. They are not signs of spiritual maturity. It's not a sign of spiritual maturity. If you have a certain gift 
It doesn't mean that you're more mature than the person that doesn't have the gift. That was a good point to say amen right there. Some people in the church today have elevated certain gifts to say, if you have this gift, then man, you have really connected with God. You're all in. And if you don't have this gift, then you're kind of a lesser Christian. And people do that all the time. People do that with the gift of prophecy. Oh man, you can prophesy, dude. You must really be like in connection with God. You got his phone number. You're great. And if you don't prophesy, then you're just kind of like, if I have the gift of serving, you got to get the prophecy, then, oh, well, I'm just a servant. I'm just down here. And that's not the case. The gift of speaking in tongues. We're going to talk a little bit more about that maybe next week. But that gift has been elevated as to say, man, if you've got that gift, you're really up here. But the actual truth of the matter is speaking in tongues is caused the least of all the gifts. So understand me today, just because you have a gift and someone else has something different than you, it doesn't mean that you're mature and they not and vice versa. It's a gift. How many of you know what a gift is? It's free. It's grace. It's charisma. God gives you the gift. You don't get to pick and choose which one you want. Amen. It's like Christmas time. When Missy comes Christmas time. Matter of fact, I had a birthday not too long ago, a couple weeks ago. And my babe went all out, and uh, I got some bitter honey. Come on, somebody. Anybody remember bitter honey? I wanted, like, fishing rod, and I got bitter honey. But anyway, it's okay. I love her for that. It's a gift. She gave it to me. Didn't really get to pick and choose. And so, again, when it comes to, she actually got me a lot more than that. But anyway, it comes to gifts of the Spirit. If you have a certain gift and someone else has a different gift than you, it doesn't mean that you're spiritually mature. Here's the third thing that spiritual gifts are not Spiritual gifts are not the fruit of the Spirit. Fruit of the Spirit is different than the gifts of the Spirit. Fruit of the Spirit is in Galatians chapter 5. There's nine of them. You guys probably know what they are. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Sometimes people will say, I don't have the gift of love. I don't have the gift of patience. No, those are not gifts. They're fruit. You understand? And so all believers should exhibit the fruit of the Spirit. But they're different than the gifts of the Spirit. And then here's the fourth thing, number four. Spiritual gifts are not something to fear. It's not something to fear. Um, People look at spiritual gifts as you're odd, you're creepy, you just get away from me. And I give it to you. Some folks with certain spiritual gifts, they all a bit odd and creepy, amen? But I'm not trying to insult. But just because, hear me today, lean in. Just because somebody does something you don't understand doesn't mean that spiritual gifts are weird or odd or creepy. Why? Because Paul says, hey, this is something you should desire. Spiritual gifts. This is a gift that God has given to you to minister to other people to make a difference in the world. So those are four things spiritual gifts are not. So here's the question you got to ask yourself. How do I know which gift I have? There's a lot of different gifts that are listed in the Bible, and I'm not going to give you an exhaustive list today. We don't have time for that, but I do want to give you a couple different lists. The first list is found in Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, these are what you would consider your motivational gifts. These are the didomai gifts. These are the gifts that God has given to you. So if you're taking notes, I want you to write Romans 12 slash given to. 
given to. These are the gifts that God has given to you. And when you look at Romans chapter 12, there's a laundry list there, different ones. Miss Jenny, you can scroll through that if you like. I'm not going to read all of that, but in your leisure, go home and read that. And so you may be saying, well, how do I know if I get the gift of serving or teacher or encouraging or giving or prophecy? What, how do I know? Well, here's the way I like to do it. It's a fun way. So we're going to have a little fun. You guys ready for this? I like to call it the staple the finger demonstration. Amen? That's what I like to call it. For those of you who know, a couple weeks ago or so, uh, several of us, about 42 of us, we went to Kentucky on a mission trip. You guys are going to hear a lot more about that trip and what we did because as a campus here in Smithfield, we actually contribute to that ministry. And so on September the 6th, we are going to have uh, kind of highlight the Kentucky mission trip. So we're going to have some people here. We're going to talk about the trip. We're going to have a video to show you exactly what you guys do. And so we went to Kentucky having a great time. And so on the job that I was on, it was the chapel job. So we were working on a chapel uh, there at a place called the Stables. And my wife was with me, which I thought was was amazing. And Miss Gina, let's look at that first picture. Here's what she did. She was stapling up insulation. Come on. Can you say good job, Misty? Way to go. Misty was on a ladder. She was stapling insulation. And a few minutes later, I heard, ow. And then the next picture, I saw that. Staple in the finger. All right, let's go back to the next Slide, because some of you might get a little queasy on me. Might pass out. ERT, come get you. But anyway, she was stapling insulation, and all of a sudden, bam, staple in the finger. I heard, ow! I turned around to look, and there were several people around her. Everybody standing around, and me knowing my wife, I'm like, she has cut a finger off. She has done something I just know it. I felt it. I felt that in my heart. Amen. And my gift. So anyway, I get down off the ladder. I walk over there. Sure enough, staple in the finger. Everybody walking around. So how do you know which gift in Romans 12, the didomai gifts, the given to, God gives you these gifts. How do you know which one you are? If you were to see the staple in the finger and you were on that job, here's kind of a quick way that you may could know. If you were there that day and you saw that and you saw Misty and you said, girl, I told you that was going to happen. I just knew it was going to happen. I knew that was in you. I just knew that. You might have the gift of prophecy in Jesus' name. Amen? For others of you, you may be there, and if you saw that staple in her finger and you said, oh man, I am so sorry. Hey, let me clean that up. Let me get a napkin. Let me help you. Let me wipe you down. You may have the gift of serving in Jesus' name. Others of you said, you know what? I've researched this, and really there is a better way to put up insulation. Step one, you do this. Step two, you do that. If you're that type of a person, don't point at them. You may have the gift of teaching in the house today, okay? For others of you, if you said, Missy, oh, girl, I am so sorry. I felt that for you when that happened. Happened to me one time. And you may even to go so far to say, watch, Pam, you may staple your own finger. If that's you, then you may have the gift of encouragement, okay? 
Or you say, you know what, Missy, here, girl, here's a gun. I promise you, this is a fingerproof gun, girlfriend. You will not staple your finger with this gun. If that's you, you may have the gift of giving. For others of you, if you may say, you know what, no problem, we're going to get this cleaned up. Hey, Mark, I need you to go get some gauze. Jason, I need you to go over here and get some water. Somebody get me some pliers, which I did and pulled it out. Somebody do all that. I've got a vision. We're going to make this better. You may have the gift of leadership. For those of you that saw that and said, Missy, my heart just sank for you when I saw that. I'm hurting for you. I'm crying for you. It hurt me so bad. I was so devastated. You may have the gift of mercy or showing kindness. Those are your Romans chapter 12 gifts. And everybody said, amen. (laughs) Those are your Didymi gifts. They're the gifts that God has given to you to be used in the church to minister to other believers, and then it overflows into the world. And here's why I want to get a little serious with you, because quite honestly, many Christians today are not sure what their gift is. It's been given to you. The third person is inside of you doing a great job. He's given you a gift. But it's hidden, it's unused, and as a result, I want you to lean in, as a result, there are countless people all around you that are not being impacted because of the gift that God has given to you. So let's look at another set of gifts. Again, this is not an exhaustive list, this is just some. This is in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. So we got Romans 12, this is 1 Corinthians 12, and so these are the manifestation gifts, if you will. So if you're taking notes, write 1 Corinthians 12, and I want you to write the word shine through, shine through. So Romans 12 is given to 1 Corinthians 12, shine through. Man, I'm giving you guys some bombs today, all right? So that's what these gifts are. The Holy Spirit will shine through the believer when the body of Christ needs this gift. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7 and 8. A spiritual gift is given to each of us. Why? So we can help each other. What's the purpose of the gift? It's not for you. It's not for you to hoard it and think that you're better than anyone. It's something God has given to you to help other people, to make a difference in the world. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the Spirit gives the message of special knowledge. There are certain people where the Spirit of God will shine through them, and it's almost like they have tapped into another level of wisdom. Come on, you know anybody like that? It's like they've tapped into another level of kind of knowing what to do. There's knowledge, there's wisdom there. And listen, if that's you, if the Spirit of God is shining through you, then you need to be leading people. You need to be mentoring people. Come on, somebody. If God has given you that and he's shining through you, it's not for you to hoard it and hold it. You need to be mentoring someone. You need to be leading someone. Why? Because God has given you that. Let's look at verse 9. The same Spirit gives faith to another. And to someone else, the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. So right here, you've got faith and healing. The gift of faith and the gift of healing. And there are times where, i got to be honest, where I've got great faith to do things. I'm like, let's get it. But most of the time, my wife is the one with great faith and not me. If we run up against an obstacle, I'm sitting there saying, baby, we got to figure this out. We got to do A, B, C, and D. We got to do this. We got to get it done. Come on. How many of you guys are like that? Any guys? Don't lie. You know you in church today. Amen. Thank you for being honest. So, but Missy's sitting there and she's like, you know what? We're going to pray God's going to remove it. 
We're going to pray that that mountain will be cast in the sea and it's going to be gone. I'm like, girl, that's too much work. We got to figure something out. Let's make this work. Let's make it happen. But she has great faith that God's going to do that. Again, some people just have the ability to have faith and to be able to lay hands on people and pray for people. And I've experienced that. Some of you have experienced that as well. But i got to be honest with you. If you just catch me in Walmart somewhere and you say, Pastor, pray for me, there's probably a 9 in 10 chance you're going to get worse. Amen. I'm just telling you. Some of you are laughing. But anyway... So there's that gift there. There's that gift where Holy Spirit shines through people. And in verse 10, he gives one person the power to perform miracles. To another, the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. And so there are times in your life where you get into a situation. Maybe you're with a group of people. You're in something. And there's just something in your spirit that doesn't feel right about that. You ever had that happen? Just get around a situation, get into something. There's just something that doesn't feel right. That's, that's discernment. Still another person gives the ability to speak in an unknown language. That's the gift of speaking in tongues. While another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. Again, so you got tongues in the interpretation of tongues. People ask all the time, are these gifts for today? Absolutely they're for today. As long as they're done in order. And then verse 11 It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all of these gifts. So again, it's the third person. It's the Holy Spirit who distributes all of these gifts. And He alone decides which gifts we should have. You don't get to pick and choose. I'm going to take a little serving today. I'm going to take a little prophecy today. No, the Spirit of God gives us that. So again, we've seen a couple different lists here. Not only that, you say, okay, I know what spiritual gifts are not. So then the question becomes, how do you discover your gifts? How do you discover your spiritual gifts? Let me give you four bullets real quick today. Number one, the first thing, this is the most important, you've got to study what the Bible says about gifts. How do you know what they are if you don't study what they are? So you've got to study what the Bible says. 1 Corinthians 12, Romans chapter 12. You'll find another list of gifts in Ephesians chapter 4. These are the five-fold ministry gifts. You'll find another list in 1 Peter chapter 4. So again, 1 Corinthians 12, Romans 12, Ephesians 4, 1 Peter 4. You need to read those chapters. You need to study those chapters and let God speak into your heart. Here's the second thing. Ask God to show you your gifts. Ask God to show you what it is. The Bible says you have not. Why? Because you ask not. God, what what is it that you've given me? What is it that you want my life to, to, to do here? What is it you need me to do? What kind of gifts? Where do you need me to go? Who can I impact in this thing called life? Because you understand you're not just here going through the motions. You're not put on earth to just work 30, 40 years of your life and then go retire somewhere and not ever touch anybody and not ever make a difference. That's not what you're here for. You're here to make a difference in people's lives all around you. Now, unfortunately, because we all like to eat, we do have to work. Amen. But you can use your gifts and your talents on your job. You can use that to make a difference in people's lives. So God, what is it that you've given to me and how can I use it to make a difference in the world? Here's the third thing. Examine what you enjoy and do well. Examine what you enjoy and do well. If you're gifted, then you're going to enjoy using your gifts and you're going to do those things well. It's the way it works. 
If you say, well, I never want to help anybody. I just want to be by myself. Then you might not have the gift of serving, brother. (laughs) Amen. So again, ask yourself, what do you enjoy? What do you do well? Um, If you say, I don't like kids, then trust me. We don't want you signing up for kids church. (laughs) Amen. You're going to mess up somebody's kid big time. But, but if you've got a heart for that and God has quickened you and you say, man, I just love them little babies. Yes. See, I'm, I'm the exact. I love your kids. I love them. I'll high five them. I'll elbow bump them. I love them. But if you put me in the nursery, I'm sorry, boo. You don't put me in an area that I'm not gifted in. Because the first time one of them barn burners get released, I'm out. Amen. I can't handle it. So you got to say, Lord, what is it that I enjoy and do well? And then here's the fourth thing. It's just simply this. Do what the Holy Spirit leads you to do. Whatever He leads you to do, do it. Because listen, when you feel that God is calling you to do something and you have faith to step out and do it, then listen, the more you do that, the more God proves Himself faithful and the more confidence you have to step out and do it. When God gives me a burden to speak, whether it's a popular or unpopular message, if I have faith to step out and do that, then God gives me the confidence to do it and walk in Him, knowing that God's gift is shining through me. It's not something that I've earned. It's not something that that I pick and choose what it is. It's just something that God has chosen to give to me. So those are your gifts. Again, couple different lists. How do you know which one is you? Some of you guys are going to go home and you're going to picture Misty with that staple in her finger. What would you do in that situation? Again, that's up to you. But let me just, let me lay out to you finally this and I'm going to let you go. There is, there is one gift in the Bible that is meant for everyone. It's called the ultimate gift. It's the ultimate gift. And where do I find that? I find that in Romans chapter 6 verse 23 And here's what it says, for the wages of sin is death. Now stop right there, because what does that mean? That simply means that because I've sinned against a holy God, I've I've messed up this thing called life. I've gone left when God said you should have gone right. Because I've done that, I deserve spiritual death. I deserve separation from a holy God. That's what we all deserve. But the next part of Romans 6.23 is one of the most amazing verses in all of Scripture. You ought to have this thing highlighted, underlined. It's one of the amazing verses of Scripture. Because look what it says. Though we deserve death, because we messed up, we've done wrong, we have hurt the heart of God. Though we deserve death, what does it say? But the what? Free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The most important gift that God wants to give you above any other spiritual gift is the gift of eternal life. It's what He wants to give you. And like with any other gift, you can never earn this and will never deserve it. Scripture says in the book of Ephesians that we can't work for it We're not good enough. We never will be good enough. The Bible says on your best day, you're still dirty. Our righteousness is as filthy rags. But this is something that we receive not by works, but by grace. Because God loved us so much that He sent His Son 
to die in our place. So Ephesians 2 says, It is the gift of God through Jesus Christ our Lord. And so maybe you're here today and you're thinking, well, man, I, I, I want to know, what, what are these gifts? What, man, I'd love to have that. I'd love to have that. But, but maybe somewhere in your heart you recognize that you're not standing in a good place with God. You've not asked Him to come into your heart and forgive you of your sins. And some of you would say, well, Pastor, I'm, I'm not worthy. You don't know what I've done. Exactly. Exactly. You're never going to work your way to be ready for this. This is a gift that God gives us when we just open up our hearts and say, Jesus, I need you. I've messed this thing up called my life, and I want to I wanna start this relationship with you. I, I realize that, that I'm not just here to take up space. I'm not just here to kind of breathe in and breathe out and go through my day. And I'm not, I'm not just here for that. I'm, I'm here to make a difference in the world. Regardless of what your profession is, it doesn't matter. You're here to make a difference in the world. And all throughout your life, God will send people your way. And in your life, some of them will stay for a season and leave. Some of them will stay forever. There's three types of people that will come and go in your life. One of them, there's, there's, there's what I like to call the seasonal people. They'll come into your life for a season. They're not meant to be there long term. They'll come in for a season, maybe a year or two. How many of you got friends like that? You made friends with them. They came in for a season and then they left. Maybe you moved. Maybe they moved. They're seasonal friends. Nothing wrong with that. You need them. The second thing you have is event friends. Every time you throw a steak on the grill, they're going to show up at your house. Amen. Come on. How many, how many of you got friends? Don't raise your hand. But anyway, every time you cook or whatever, they show up. They're event people. You need them in your life. You come have a good time. Eat a steak with me, brother. Let's hang out. And I don't see you no more until I cook again. But anyway, there are seasonal people. There's event people. But then there's destiny people. Man, I'm giving you some good stuff. Destiny people are those friends for life. Come on, you got anybody like that? That's them ones that you can count on and depend on for anything. Man, you could, you could hurt somebody really bad and they'll show up with a shovel to help you bury them. Amen? They're the destiny people. They don't ask no questions. Love those kind of people. But these are the three people that will come in and out of your lives. Hear me. The Holy Spirit gives you gifts for all of them. For all of them. The question you've got to ask yourself today is, God, what gifts have you given to me? And am I using them the way you intended me to? Am I making a difference in people's lives? Pastor, you don't understand, man. All I do is I go to work, I do my job. No. No. I've told you before, one of the things that I tell my kids all the time is keep your head on a swivel. Always be aware of your surroundings. Because you'll have those God moments where right when you least expect it, somebody will come up and say something and immediately you feel something in your heart and God has intended for you to use that gift to make a difference in their life. What a shame it would be if God sends somebody your way and you've taken that gift and you've put it on a shelf somewhere and you've hidden it and you're not using it 
And so that person that God brought into your life for you to make a difference in, guess what? You didn't make a difference. How sad would it be to stand before God at the end and say, Lord, man, I'm sorry. I didn't use what you gave me. Stand with me all over the house. Father, we love you and we thank you. Holy Spirit, we recognize you in our lives, in our hearts, moving and working and doing, God, what only you can do. We love you. And Father, my prayer is that is that we as individuals would recognize those gifts. We would tap into them. We would step out in faith to use them. Because guys, i got to be honest, that's a scary thing. It's scary, God, sometimes when you're, when you're leading us and calling us to do something and it's out of our comfort zone. You're stretching us a little bit. It's, it's scary to step into those moments. But God, I pray you would give us faith to be able to step out in it knowing that it's you that's leading us. In Jesus' name. And Father, there is a gift that is above all the other gifts. It's the ultimate gift. It's the gift of eternal life. Lord, I recognize and understand that none of this is able to happen until I receive that gift. I've got to receive you into my heart and into my life. Lord, I've messed it up. I've messed up my life so many times. God, I need you. And some of you right now, maybe that's in your heart. Maybe you're maybe right now you're thinking about all the things that you've done. You're thinking about all these times you've messed up and you've gone in a different direction. But I'm here to tell you that Jesus loves you. And he knows what you've done and he's all right with it. And he says, hey, just come to me. Let me forgive you. Let me put it under the blood, so to speak. And the Bible says that he takes our sins and casts them to the sea of forgetfulness, never to remember them again. Come on, somebody. How good is that? To know I can stand before God and he look at me and not remind me of everything I've done wrong, but simply look at me and say, you've received the ultimate gift and I love you. And so if that's you today, I want to give you an opportunity right now where you're standing. If you say, Pastor man, that's me. I'm ready to go all in. I'm ready to give him my heart. I'm ready to give him my life. This ultimate gift is for you. Would you just slip a hand and say, Pastor, pray for me. Man, I need Jesus. Pray for me. I need him in my heart. I need him in my life. Pray for me. Look at me. We do this as a family. Amen. This is one thing. We do a lot of things as a family, but this is one that we take very seriously. And if it wasn't for COVID, I'd have every one of you to come around this altar. But I get where we are. And we want a social distance. And as you notice, the seats are social. You've got some wide aisles and you've got some, some, some praise hand things there. Some placards to keep you socially distanced. But we had somebody to say, hey, I'm ready to go all in. And guys, can I tell you, I don't care. All the other gifts are great. I'm not belittling them, but I got to tell you, this is the one. This is where it starts. 
It's the ultimate gift. So pray after me if you would as a family. Lord Jesus, I need you as a Savior. And Father, I believe you died on the cross and you rose the third day. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me and make me new. Father, help me to make a difference in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. Come on, give God a biggest hand clap of praise you can all over the house. Yeah.